your spirit in this place. We can see you, we can sense you. One thing we ask for tonight is that you show us mercy in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that he sent his word and he heals them, delivers them from their destruction. Almighty Father, I ask that you will send your word this night in the name of Jesus. Heal us from our diseases in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from our destructions in the name of Jesus. I am nothing, O oh Lord. I am empty, O oh Lord. I submit myself before you. I don't know anything. I don't amount to anything. I submit myself before you, Jesus. Fill me up to minister to this one in the name of Jesus. Uh, your word that you have promised, you said you will write your laws upon your heart and that you will furnish the commandment upon your spirit. I ask, O oh Lord, that that operation be done tonight by the spirit of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Let understanding be given in the name of Jesus. Everyone, let us comprehend your word in the name of Jesus. Every stumbling block, every rock of offense in the heart of anyone here tonight, we ask that they be taken away in the name of Jesus. Let authority come in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Can you just be a seat in the presence of God? Ko 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 
mino vele comino to ivo lo mono coino i do ivo no comino i to ito ivo ino coino no coito io tai kai kai koi kai na kamo mosist e tete runo toyas e te viku pupu pai to tonia thank you lord jesus i feel me you Don't show how to retell I chapter 2 starting from there there is a uh, wisdom that i found in scripture that will say if anyone speak let him speak as an oracle of god if any man minister let him minister as much or as he has been granted grace by the lord so i had to wait upon the lord and upon the spirit of god for his own ministration so that I can know where to begin tonight I, i'm not nobody stands here and does anything on his own everybody that stands here we do things in partnership with the holy spirit so we really don't own it's not a show it's not something we have rehearsed before coming it's something that we have to depend per second and per minute on the holy spirit to give help and to give direction glory to jesus so that's an instruction and that's a kind of wisdom for you also if i minister in the house and you do something like this you preach you sing you do anything learn the art of waiting upon the lord hallelujah learn what the art of waiting upon the lord don't be next the 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 modern spirit now is the spirit of haste let us do it now 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 i know that kind of thing it's it will it will it will deter you from receiving the full supply of the spirit part time and 
ministry, this ministry is a spiritual ministry. Somebody say it says this ministry is a spiritual ministry. Thank God for results. Thank God for study. I've studied so much. Thank God for reading. Thank God for even prayers. But everything we do, our study, our results, our prayer, our preparation should be uh, to receive help from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that calls the show. Hallelujah. It's the one that can write upon the souls of men. Spirits, only spirits, only spirits, spirits is the only thing that can write upon men, upon the heart of men. Do you understand what I'm saying? Spirits to impress something in the heart of any man for that thing to become the life of spirit of commerce. There's a spirit of falsehood. There's a spirit of different kind of spirits. All right. There's a spirit of God. So. We, when we see your life and how your life is going and your lifestyle and what your life is all about, we can know what spirit is at work in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So that's just, uh, please, learn the art of waiting upon the Lord. No matter what kind of ministry you are doing, whether it's children ministry, adult ministry, teenage ministry, whatever level of ministry you are, singing, talking, preaching, praying, whatever ministry you are doing, learn the art of drama, learn the art of waiting upon the spirit for energization for him to energize you and to empower you praise god yeah we will continue our talk on kingdom alignment right how many of you were on sunday we couldn't do much on sunday because of time constraint but we'll do much more today by god's grace so the way of kingdom alignment is the topic so we want to see how we align ourselves to the uh, to the kingdom of God. I know pastor and the other uh, the other people before me have taught you so much about the concept of the kingdom and what the kingdom is about. So we want to see how we as a person align ourselves align our life with the values of the kingdom and God will help us in the name of Jesus. But promise me that <laughs> by the time this teaching is over, you will not be offended at me. Eh? Are you promising me? <laughs> Amen. Uh, just promise me. Say, I promise. Say, I promise. There are some sisters I don't promise anything. No worry, you can't be offended at me. I'm not someone you can take offense at. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 2. Let us start from there. I'm going to show you some very interesting things and I want your heart to be open. This is the word of Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 11. Wherefore remember Ephesians chapter 2 rather. Chapter 2 verse 11. Wherefore remember that you were you been in time past. You were Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without Christ being what aliens from what from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant 
of promise having no hope and without what god in this world ah, these are scriptures but let me just read through so that i don't get distracted verse 13 but now in who now in who in christ jesus you who sometimes were what were off far off are now made nigh by the blood of christ verse 14 is where i'm going for he is our what? our peace who has made both one and i don't what broken down the middle wall of partition between us go quickly quickly hold that place don't close it quickly go to colossians chapter one uh let's see let's see let's see thank you father colossians chapter 1 verse 19 for it pleased the father that in him all the fullness dwell colossians chapter 1 verse 19 for it pleased the father that in him should all the fullness dwell in who who is that him we talk talked about there by in christ jesus should all the fullness dwell verse 20 which is the and having made peace through god through the blood of what of his cross pastor taught us the cross and what and the kingdom right he made so that it was through the blood of his cross that god made peace he made peace between himself and us and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him who that him is the christ jesus i say whether they be things in earth or they be things in heaven verse 21 and you that were sometimes alienated and you were what you were enemies you you were enemies of god in your what your mind ah. i will i will i will talk about all of these things in your mind by wicked works yet now have he done what have you reconciled verse 22 in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight verse 23 all oh, the very important word if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not movable from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof i paul i emmanuel and made a minister hallelujah when we were in secondary school even right from primary school we've had we've had occasions of people who you know the way they made we i didn't go to a really elaborate school primary secondary so in our school we still use wooden chairs hallelujah i know some of you in your school you didn't use wooden chairs eh yeah did you use pakononi <laughs> who, who didn't use wooden chair in your school you yeah i know you do you you sat outside on the stove under the tree <laughs> i'm talking about michael <laughs> but we use wooden chair so the way they made wooden chair you know they made it with nails all right so after a while you know those nails used to come out hey so if you sit on it unconsciously it can do what it can tear your 
your trouser, your skirt, whatever you are wearing, your pinafore, anything. Can say. So we have occasions where some people's trousers were torn. Hallelujah. Yeah, some people's trousers were really torn. And you know, it was at, it was at a bad position. They can't carry it about like that. So, you know, they carry that trouser to a, uh, a tailor, fashion designer, or whatever. They carry that trouser. Ah, please, this trouser has done efforts to mend it. <laughs> you used to see people who have Ankara. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you grew up in Lagos. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I grew up in a village, kind of. So, they can put red Ankara on top of green trousers or something. Just so that the whole cannot show. Hallelujah. But you and I know that that Ankara is not in alignment with that trouser. Praise God. I'm just teaching you kingdom alignment. That originally there was a seamless flow in the trouser. There was a the, 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 the trouser was as beautiful as this. This is beautiful, right? My beautiful. Yeah, Sister Penny made it. Yeah, hallelujah. So, as flawless as this. But a time came in the life journey of the trouser that the trouser encountered a kind of defect and the trouser was torn. That was severed from the remaining, of, from remaining part of the cloth. Praise the are you still with me? Is this simple enough? You will understand it, don't worry. If it's only one point I can make today, I'll, I'll be glad. So that time came, and then the trouser was given, the trouser was taken for a remedial solution. A solution was being sought for that trouser, and the trouser was patched like that. Hmm? But it was not in alignment with the rest. So, from afar off, whenever you see the trouser, you know that something is wrong with this trouser. This is not the original template. This was not the original design of the trouser. Even though this trouser is still serving purpose, right? The trouser is still, is still coming to school. The guy is still bringing it back. The guy is still washing the trouser. He's still ironing it. He's still treating the trouser as if it was. But when it or paraventure, you your own eyes you could not recognize that song. but the person who did the fabric of the trouser from the start knew that something is wrong with it this is not the way i made it parchment has been added to this trouser praise god that is something that happened to you that is your story that i'm telling that is the story of mankind that i'm telling when god made us he said, let us make man in our, in our image and in our, and in our likeness. Let them have dominion. And God completed that work. It was perfected. Because in chapter, in chapter 4, I think, of Genesis, the Bible said, God made man in his own image. Oh, what's that, what's that book of the Bible? I think it's Genesis chapter 6. I forgot. Someone killed another person. And that was why God was angry. Because why should you kill someone that I made in my image? So God made mankind 
in his image and in his likeness. So we were functioning as God, originally as God. The first Adam, functioning as God. We were perfect in, we were good. Right? We were good in our creation. God made us good that way. Until time came and sin entered into the picture. Now, that sin is a sin of disobedience. That sin is what? Oh, talk to me. That sin is what? It's, it's, it's a sin of disobedience. You see that in Ephesians. The Ephesians now? No, not Ephesians. In Timothy. When Paul was writing to Timothy, he said that, Oh, Adam, Eve, Eve was deceived. But Adam was not deceived, right? Have you read that place before? Have you read that place before? No. It's in, it's in, I think, First Timothy. He said that he did not, he, he's not in support of the woman. The woman in that church usurping authority over men because it was not the woman that was deceived. It was, it was, it was not the man that was deceived. It was the woman that was deceived. Now, if the woman was deceived, what happened to the man? The man disobeyed. Adam did not sin in ignorance. He sinned with full knowledge. He had understanding and he sinned. And that was why the sin was very, very grievous. Hallelujah. So, when that sin came, something happened to our life in relation to God. Something happened. We were, we were severed. And all through what we read in Ephesians chapter 2, all through, those were just attachments. They were they were attempts of both, they were mercy attempts of God to cover the nakedness. You know, if that guy didn't take that, that trouser to the uh, to the tailor, is it tailor they call it? Can I call it tailor? If he didn't take it to the tailor, you know, the, the, his nakedness will show, right? His nakedness is going to show. So, God he took mercy for God to now institute the nation of Israel and the religion, the Jewish religion. Praise God. So the Jewish religion still had a little bit of a privilege to still fellowship with God, to relate with God, and to serve God. To serve God. They still had it. But Paul was writing to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 2. And he was telling them that because the Ephesians were... Ephesus is not a Jewish it's not a Jewish city, right? Do you know that? Do you know that? Ephesus is not a Jewish country. It was a it was, they were they were Gentiles. They were Gentiles. Israel is the only is the only Jewish country. That's the chosen city or the chosen nation of God. So Ephesians, all of those Romans, Galatians, and the other people that they wrote to Corinthians. They were not Jewish. They were not, they were not part of the Israelites. So Paul was telling them that in God's remedial plan of bringing people close to himself by the activity of the law and the prophet, you were not even part of it. <laughs> Praise God. You didn't get that. Let me explain you that. That, that when man fell, and then God came and said, let us find a way to make things work until the fullness of time. Because there's something called the fullness of time. Somebody say fullness of time. See, all, everything I'm showing you, the summary is that I'm showing you how God brought us back 
to himself and now God is still bringing us back to himself because we are still being brought to hallelujah say I am still being brought I am still being brought you see God is still bringing you hallelujah and the point is bringing you I told you on Sunday bringing you to who? to Christ Christ is stature Pastor Dami, Christ is fullness. Ephesians chapter 4, I think verse 11, 12, verse 13. He's talking about God. When Jesus descended into the prison and then he ascended, he gave gifts to men. Right? And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of what? Oh, talk to me. For the work of what? Of ministry for what the edifying of the body of Christ, why or to what end till we all come in the unity of the faith and what and of the knowledge of the Son of God? God is expecting that all of us will come to a point where we are at the same level of knowledge that the Son of God has. The Son of God had the knowledge about God. That knowledge is perfect knowledge. It's not in part knowledge. You see, we now, we know God not fully. We still know God in part. Eh? We still know God in part. That's what First Corinthians chapter 13 says that. We know now in part and we see now in part. But when the part will be done with and then we'll know We'll, we'll know it fully. We will know as we are known. See, welcome to the to the unity of the faith. Go back to Ephesians. To welcome the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. Unto a perfect man. Who is this perfect man? Who is the, who is the perfect man? Jesus Christ. Who is the perfect man? Oh, answer the perfect man. You have to answer, who is the perfect man? Are you the perfect man? That's what Michelle. Are you the perfect man? I'm not the perfect man. Eh, sir? Are you the perfect man? <laughs> see, but see, this is your destiny. This is alignment. Praise the Lord. What's your name, man? This is alignment. This is your call. This is where God is bringing you to. Because this was where you were before your great granddaddy fell. Hallelujah. This is kingdom. This is the man in the kingdom. This is the man of the kingdom. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of Christ. This is the ideal man. This is the man. This is who they can call a man in the kingdom. What does it take to be called a man in the in the Yoruba culture, for example, or the Igbo tribe? There's no Igbo person here. <laughs> Hallelujah! Ah, pastor, pray that God will bring Igbo. Igbo queen. <laughs> ah, Hallelujah! Is there anybody that is Igbo? I'm seeing somebody. Michael. <laughs> you are not Igbo, you are Yibo. 
Ubrika. Ah, ah. Yeah, in the spirit. That's in the physical. What does it take to be a man in Yoruba culture? When you say, ah, na man you be. Eh? Pastor Dami, na man you be. What, what, what did they see in you? That's it, na man you be. Probably they see. Eh? You, you can bring food to the table. Thank you. This guy is bringing food to the table. When they say, ah, daddy, why move up? This guy, ah, yeah. And when they check him, I ask property, he has land in. In Ushobu, London, you know, it's, it's connected. They say, Yes, this is the man. And when he's talking, they say, Ah, they can't the boys. They are still boys. Men are talking in the kingdom. When they want to see who man is, they measure you with Christ. If you fall short of Christ, you are not yet a man, you are still a babe. Hallelujah. And there's no offense in being a babe, but don't remain a babe. Ha, you didn't hear that. There's no offense in being a babe. We all started as a babe. I cannot houses. We all started as babes. Many of us are still babes. <laughs> Even me, I think I'm a babe. I'm still a babe. I'm still feeding on milk. Babes feed on milk. Hallelujah. Have you seen babe, a babe they give me a mala before? <laughs> hey, you seen it? That is a possible. These are current Buari era. <laughs> that is a possible. You can give a little baby Gary. But that's an anomaly. If a baby Christ and somebody is feeding you with Gary and meat of Christ, run. <laughs> it will help you. You just have spiritual. Is it Kwashoko? Your growth will be, you won't be formed. At babyhood, what you need is milk. Milk, milk, milk. What is the milk of Christ? New creation realities. Milk, milk. What do you have in Christ? What are yours in Christ? The things that Jesus done, that Jesus has done on your behalf. Those are the milk of the word of God. Those are the foundation. Now, milk is, if you don't have milk, you can't grow to a stage where you eat meat. If you grow, you won't have teeth. You won't have the energy to chew. Because meat is tough. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So, when you want to measure how mature you are in the spirit and how mature you are in the kingdom, they measure you with this man. To see, does it fit? Christ is the standard. The stature in in soul and in body Christ he, Christ has journeyed through all and he has come to a place where he has perfected everything spirit what? soul and what? and body what? the state where our spirit ought to be as a true kingdom man the spirit of Christ is there the state where our soul ought to be as a true kingdom man the soul of Christ is our body is going to be as a true kingdom person because the kingdom of God is yet and is still yet to come. But the body of Christ already there is a principle called the already not yet means. I think I've told I think I've told this somewhere before. There is a principle called the already not yet principle. 
already slash not yet. Eh? So what what the already not yet means simply means is that something has happened already, and yet that thing is yet to happen. Are you getting me now? Are you getting me now? When Jesus preached the kingdom, he preached the kingdom in that light. I see he preached as though the kingdom is here already. Because yes, the kingdom is there already. He, they have given us the foretaste of the kingdom. But Jesus still preached the kingdom as though the kingdom is still to come. Hallelujah. Jesus was telling us, we say that when the when the begins to tell you, they come here, come and see. This is the Christ. Oh, the Christ is somewhere. The Christ is somewhere. Christ is coming. Say, don't believe them. Okay, no, not that one. You they ask me, Jesus, what would be the sign of your coming? And Jesus said, you can interpret sun. You can you can interpret the sky, the weather. You can know that when this weather is summer, it's about to rain. How can, how can you now not interpret the sign of the coming of the man? He said, don't, you don't need to look for external sign for the kingdom because the kingdom is already within you or among you. Praise God. Do you get that now? The kingdom is among you. And Jesus will say, pray. When you pray, how should we pray? Our Father, who is in heaven, Lord be thy name. What? Thy kingdom come. So we still pray for the kingdom to come. That dimension of the kingdom, when it comes, there will be evil again. If we want to do evil, you see to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that is that is the point where some Christian will start learning the ways of God. Yours shouldn't be like that. You see? God is eternal, right? God is eternal. And our comprehension, our apprehension of God will always be eternal. For eternity, we keep knowing God. You can't exhaust God, right? Even if you live 1,000 years, you can't exhaust. You can't finish the curriculum and come to a point and say, Wow! Ah, I don't finish God. Ah! God! So this is how big you are. You know, you finish your your chemistry. What chemistry are you guys doing? Whatever your physics, whatever you finish it. I say, ah, I've read, I've finished all the labor. That's you can finish this labor for even if you live for a million years. You can't finish. What is it now? That means even when we leave this earth, or even when this present earth has unfolded. Because this present earth will fold up. When this present earth has folded up, we will still continue to God. We will still continue to learn the law of God. But at that point, knowing God will be, will be strange and new to some people. There is more than going to heaven. Don't say there is more. Tell your it's more. There is more than going to heaven. When some of us appear in the street of heaven, we will be so, you will be so, so, it will be so strange to you. You want to hide under one tree there, yeah? 
So this is the evil they are talking about. But God does, don't want you to be like that. From, in fact, if you learn God on earth, there is reward for you in heaven for learning God on earth. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. There's what? There's reward. You read Revelation chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. If you learn God on earth, there's reward for you in heaven. There's reward for you. So that's why you must use your your head to learn God, to do God, to live for God. Praise Jesus. Let us go back to where we started from. We are, think, we are, we are, we are talking about kingdom alignment. So kingdom alignment is how God began to reprogram us and repose us. It was not satisfied with that parchment style that we had. It doesn't make sense. Go fine. Praise God. He wants perfection. You can be perfect. Somebody say I can be perfect. Ah, you don't believe me. Say I can be perfect. I know you are. You can be perfect. If you can't be perfect, God will not say be perfect. But as long as God said, be perfect, it simply means that you can be perfect in all sense of it. You can be perfect in your conversation. You can be perfect in your conduct. You can be perfect in your, in your faith. You can be perfect in your hope. That what you are paying for is perfectly in his kingdom. You can, that you can be a perfect state of hope and expectation towards God. See, perfection is not, is not only about morality. Right? You know, when we say be perfect, many of our, our heart goes to don't commit sin. You used to be you used to commit sin. Don't commit sin again. You used to. That's just one part of it. And a very important part of it. But there is more to that. Your hope of vision for life and for living must be perfect. Some of you probably you are not even committing any moral sin. I see. Probably. But there is a sin inside you. It is the sin of unbelief. You doubt God for every single thing. You don't know it's a sin. I'm telling you today, it is what? <laughs> it's a sin. You you don't trust God for anything in a power. Every single thing you need, you doubt. Will God, will God, that God has told you, I will. You still say, Shalom, Shalom. That is still an iniquity. And God wants perfection in all those areas. Some of you, what you aspiring to reach is is totally out of bound in God's own assignment and his own vision for you you your brain has and it has gone out of course of what God has planned it is sin God wants you to be perfect in all sense of it and that's why you know God it's when you know God that you know when you know Christ that's when you know the things that are given for you 
and the things that are yours. Is it because I'm far? That's why it is. Hallelujah. Are, are you getting me now? Are you still with me now? Don't doubt God again. Eh? Don't do what? Don't doubt God. Don't. It, it is. It is one of the greatest embarrassments that you can show to God. That God has said, I will do something. And you still say, Will God? You see? Doubting the ability of God is sinful. But doubting the willingness of God is a greater sin. Praise God. Do you get what I said? Doubting the ability of God. That can God do this thing? God has said, I, I have a bright future for you. Just follow me. Doubting that, ah, can God really do this thing? Is is lesser sin. Is even a sin that can be cured with knowledge and with testimony. Testimonies of others that God has done it for. And a knowledge of what God can do from scriptures. But there's a greater sin that I know you can do it, oh God. But will you do it? Are you good enough to really do this thing for me? Are you, are you as good? Are you as... Do you have goodwill enough to do this? Or I should find my square root myself. And you know, this matter is a matter of the art. Even though you can be singing, Oh, faithful, you love. But inside your heart, you know, I have, you have one secret plan somewhere that God, you feel better like this. Plan B activated. Hallelujah. Be cured of that iniquity. Rest absolutely on God. That is alignment. I actually wanted to take you from spirit, soul, and body. How Christ, how God aligned our spirit. Because right now, your spirit has been quickened. Eh? Your spirit has been quickened, right? Praise God. Your spirit has been what? Has been quick. You are now born. The moment you confess the Lord Jesus as your Lord, something was activated in your spirit. Boom! Your spirit, which was dead. That was Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, 2, down to verse 3 was saying that you who were you were dead in sin and in trespasses, are they what? Are they quickened? Give me that. And you are the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. The moment you confess the Lord, you were quickened. Your spirit was quickened. You could now respond to God. Before, there's, an unbeliever cannot respond to God. This thing I'm telling an unbeliever, that it doesn't make sense at all. But to you, because your spirit has been quickened, something is bearing witness inside, inside you that this thing this guy is saying, now, even so, even though somewhere inside you can still say, uh, uh, or inside inside, because your spirit has been quickened, right? Something is very witness that yes, Jesus is God. That was Romans speaks that uh, the spirit bears that spirit that we are children or that we are sons of God. 
So your spirit has weakened. That is the first state of alignment. First stage of alignment with God. Then it doesn't end in the spirit. And that is what I will talk about on Sunday. And it's something that you must be very, very careful about. Because so many of you might have drank into a form of belief or doctrine that once you are being saved, or what you are, once you are saved, that is all. That is the end of the road. My brothers and sisters, that's not. Hallelujah. When you gain admission, was that the end of the road? Was that the end of your journey? Tell me what that was. Eh? That was the entrance you began. If you say, ah, admission letter, eh? you will show your call in the other party for you. They ah, oh, me lost in school. Every, what is the admission letter? Oh, you lost in school. <laughs> and you didn't come to school. Or you came to school, you were flexing around, just enjoying yourself, enjoying your life, and everything like that. Who, what are you? Eh? You have, you have, you have answered it. <laughs> and not, not so wise. But when you understand that, that is the beginning. Your, the salvation that happens of your spirit, the salvation of your spirit is entrance into the college of God, of Godhood. Is is admission? Is admission into? This is where you begin to learn God. As you are not learning God, you are learning Christ. You are learning His Word. You are learning His ways. You are learning His will. You are, and you are doing it. You are learning it, and you are doing it. You are learning the ways of the Spirit. You are learning the leading of the Spirit. You are learning how to obey, how to trust, how to live. Consecration for God. As you begin to learn all of those things, then they begin to graduate on the level. It's on the level. They begin to put authority over you. They begin to put authority over you. Gradually, they begin to put authority over you. On and on like that. And the good news is that you can never graduate. It's a good news though. If you graduate, it's a terrible thing. See, I will not graduate. Oh, see, me, oh, I will not graduate. This school will die here. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the school of Christ, in the school of not in uh, into how you graduate <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, if me, I can graduate. You do you graduate? Me, I'm a terrible student of you. I hope you know. I'm more terrible than many of you. Uh, I'm a true student. If I, if I wanted to give us award day of the most truant people in class, and I know I was on the list. I think I was top three or top four of the most truant persons. <laughs> There are some courses I don't know. I don't know their course title. Even to your exam point, you know that you are not doing it. So and you know God did it, and I graduated. So you too will graduate, and you graduate well, strong, in the name of Jesus Christ. But I'm talking about a school whose the end is the endless. You keep knowing, you keep knowing. In fact, the more you know, I used to say it. The more you know, you now realize you need to know. When you come to a frame in the knowledge of God, you will just need that God. Me, ah. Hallelujah. Rise to your feet. When you come to a certain point, see, 
See, a very important point in your knowledge of God, the point where you come to humility. If as God is still, He has not taught you humility, ah, uh, just know that your journey is still very far. He brings it to a point of humility where you everything you will lay down, Baba. Ah, I don't have anything. I don't know anything. Everything you know, you just you don't even know anything. You just surrender everything to Him. But He wants to align you to His kingdom. As He has saved your your spirit, I, I will start from there on Sunday. He will He will do something on your soul, work on your soul, so that you are perfectly established in Him. You can be perfect, I tell you. Christ was perfect. You also can be perfect. You can walk in pleasing that God can have a verdict over you that this is my beloved daughter this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased can you raise up your voice to God tonight and just receive grace receive grace to walk say father I will walk in you and I will walk with you I will walk in you and I will walk with you everything we have laid some foundation today on Sunday we will build on it and I will bring you some instructions and some exhortation by the Spirit of God that will be a guiding light for you even as you progress in this stage of your life. But tonight, ask God for grace. Ask God for, ask God for grace and for mercy. That I will do your will, O oh God. Lord, I come in the volume of the book to do your will, O oh God. Uh, you know Thank you, Father. In Jesus, mighty name, we pray. I pray for you tonight that grace is supplied you in the name of Jesus. Uh, God has said to me, He told me this exact same word He told to Jacob. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you until I fulfill that which I have proposed in my heart to do. I pray this same prayer for you today. Uh, God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Even at that point where you want to cry, No, He will not leave you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for light, understanding, illumination in the ways of God for you. In the name of Jesus, you will know the Lord. You will serve the Lord. You will live for God. Everything about you, everything around you will testify to God. In the name of Jesus, your business is blessed. Your academic is blessed. Your family is blessed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you just lift him up and just give him praise? Thank you, Father Lord. When you're done.